thanks for joining us. This is the Rise Up podcast where we're talking about recovery outreach opportunities in our community. I'm David Baker, and we're talking together about, you know, there are so many stigmas that go with recovery ministry. And what we're trying to do is just tell the story about the opportunities in our community. We're wanting to hear stories from people that have actually been through the recovery journey and are going through it, and then hear stories from those that are working really, really hard to help other people. So a large part of what we're trying to do is to help us all gain understanding and to really move closer to each other, those that are trying to help, those that are struggling but trying to get better, and to gain an appreciation and expand the opportunities that we have here. Hardin County is really a special place, and there's so much good that's being done here to support people and help people. Today, I'm with Josh Atkinson. Uh, I can tell you if there's anybody that knows recovery ministry in this area, it's Josh. I, I don't know of anybody that has any more experience uh, that is so well connected with so many people that has worked with many people, not only on the recovery side, but on helping people in recovery as well. And so, Josh, we've had a friendship for a while, and maybe we could talk about that friendship for just a minute. We have, and uh, it's been an interesting friendship for me. How long ago did we meet? What's it been? Maybe five years or yeah, so. Five or six years. Yeah. And normally I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of people. So I had to watch you for a little while before I determined that you're like the real deal. Yeah. So it took me a minute to get there, but I'm grateful I did because it's been a wonderful friendship. Where did we meet? Man, I, I, I don't know. For, for me, it started when AA was meeting downtown and then the building was demolished. Yeah, we lost Cherry Street. Yeah, that's right. We met for years and we were frantically looking for a place and like out of nowhere, you just materialized like, hey come meet here. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of guys that came and approached us and we're like, well, yeah, you can meet here in our, in our building. So we got connected in that way. And then as time went on, just, I think what, four AA meetings a week at Grace Point and then NA meetings started as yeah. a result of that. And so I just uh, began to develop a real heart for recovery ministry and just a real appreciation for folks that are fighting that battle and making some really some lifelong friends uh, through recovery ministry and outreach. So what we're aiming to do with this podcast is to talk about the stigma sometimes that goes with recovery. I, I can tell you a little bit about my story. Addiction is something that I, that I really didn't understand when it comes to, to alcohol and substance abuse addiction. And so, you know, you might ride by a recovery center and there are recovery centers in our city that people ride by every day. And you, you'd see it over there. You'd wonder about it. You weren't really sure. I can tell you that it never really changed for me until I was able to walk into that place and sit in circle with some folks in recovery and hear their stories. And as a result of that, my appreciation for folks that are fighting that battle, climbing over all the things that they're having to climb over has done nothing but increase and give me amazing respect for anybody that's fighting that battle. I think that most stigmas arise out of just personal bias and, and just lack of education on the, on the subject they're, they're against, or mm -hmm. they just don't completely understand it, which most people don't understand addiction unless they've ever suffered from the disease. I mean, that's just, and I'm grateful most people don't. 
I've got a twin brother. He doesn't suffer from this disease and he doesn't understand. And I'm grateful he doesn't. So, I mean, it's, it's okay that, that people don't understand. It's not, you know, I think some people are like, they're like, Oh, I just don't understand it. We well, don't have to. Yeah. You know, I'm good for you. I'm grateful you don't. Yeah. So not understanding it from the standpoint of having to have gone through it. So I think what we're wanting to do is to help people in our community understand that in, in Hardin County, in this area, we, we not only have a few recovery programs here, but we really have a recovery culture in Hardin County. So in, in my current job, I get to, I, I work over five counties uh, in the judicial district, the 24th and Hardin County has more resources for the recovery community than the rest of the district combined. There really is a, a, a culture and a recovery community. And that's what it takes for a big part of recovery is about reconnecting. And between your Jack Jeans, your Aspels, your transitional livings, your teen challenges, your open door ministries, not to mention your lifespans. And there's a lot of resources in this area that you usually don't see in areas this rural. Now, I grew up south of Nashville. There's plenty of resources everywhere you look. There's massive recovery communities, but you don't see that a whole lot in the rural areas. That's one thing that makes Savannah, I don't want to say different, but that's what it is. And a lot of it has to do with the benevolence from the community supporting these programs, because none of these programs last without community support. None of them, the recovery communities don't last without community support. And what we end up doing is, is here in Savannah, especially, is there's so many resources here. We rob other people's recovery communities because people come down here for these resources. And they're like, man, there's a real recovery community and they stay and they well, yeah, flourish. Yeah. What, what's the difference in a few recovery programs and an actual recovery community? What's different about that? I mean, besides the clinical side of it and things like that, you know, most people in treatment centers, the recovery community, what supports afterwards, you know, if you go through a treatment center and you, you, you complete, it doesn't matter how long it is, 28 days, six months, a year, and you complete. All right. And then you go to this area and there's no recovery community to help support because this is a lifelong thing. This right. thing. It's not like a one and done. You know, it's not like you go to a treatment center and you're like, oh, you're healed. Everything's going to be rainbows and butterflies from here on out. The real work actually starts once you leave the treatment center because you've been in this safety bubble. All right. You're in a treatment center. You're, you're learning all this stuff and you're kind of learning how to apply it, but not in a real world setting. All right. They're giving you the tools. And they're giving you, you know, the coping skills, but you're not living in the real world just yet. I mean, there's a lot of stressors you don't have to deal with. And stress is really bad for people early in recovery. There's a thing called post-acute withdrawals. And it it lasts up to 18 months from the last time somebody used. And that's the chemical imbalance in the brain. And, and it causes a lot of these other things, but it's it's exasperated by stress. Stress makes it worse. So, I mean, if you don't have a recovery community where these people can go to get support where they can go. I don't know where I would be at without her. I, I left, I completed treatment in 2014. I'm a big part of this recovery community because it's a big part of my recovery. So we can go through a program, but we need support afterwards. So people are able to come together in community, help each other, connect with each other, find sponsors, do all of those things that, that gives you longevity in your yeah. recovery journey. Well, for a lot of us, I mean, we're trying to build a relationship with God, right? Right. And the God of my understanding works through other people. I don't get text messages. He doesn't hit me up on Facebook, you know. So I've got to have people with God consciousness around me. And I'm real comfortable in the recovery community. You know, most people who come out of treatment are comfortable in two places. 
They're either comfortable with people they used to use with or they're comfortable with people in the recovery community. So since we're social creatures by design, they're going to gravitate one way or the, direct or the other. And if there's no recovery community, then they're going to gravitate to the other area they're comfortable with. Well, that, that, that's very helpful. And, and really, essentially, that's what we want to do with the podcast is to say, here are resources. Here are places of community. And we have so many services here, counseling services, uh, behavioral services, treatment centers. We, you mentioned ASPL, Jack Jean, Teen Challenge. You talked about Open Door. I know the Outpost has a great ministry yeah. there. Brenda's House of Hope, they're doing just a fantastic job there as well. So what we'll do is we'll bring folks in from these different treatment facilities, ministries, programs, therapy and counseling, and just let people tell their stories and talk about what they do. And so we're looking forward to that. So thank you for joining us. God bless. And we'll look forward to future episodes and connecting with you as well as we go along.